0: This message that I'm going to give right now, in an answer to your question, is for your dad, and it's for all dads listening to this podcast right now. Are you hearing this email? She's 14. She's 14 years old, and she's dating a guy that's cheating with more than 11 girls, and this girl, Erica, dads, is okay with dating this guy, and she loves him. Why? I'll tell you why, because she says it right in the middle of her email. He's giving me attention. Hey everybody, welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast, episode 157. Thank you for joining me this beautiful Monday morning wherever you are. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Whatever platform you're coming from, I just appreciate you. I love doing this. I answer your questions. You email me, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com, and we will talk through it. The question could be really about anything, and we'll see today as I go through these that they're about all subjects, at least I like for them to be. My only ask from you is just don't make it longer than about the phone length of your email. That makes it easier for me to read. I'm going to jump right into it today, and the first question I'm going to read comes from Lori, and Lori sent in a question last week that I answered about the afterlife and about spirits and ghosts and seeing ghosts of people that have died, and now their spirits are not at rest, and they're haunting the earth, and Lori says that she feels like she has a sixth sense in feeling and seeing these kind of signs. Now, my answer to her was um, straightforward, very biblical, and it just said you're not seeing people. People have no business after they died, no business on this earth. That's what the Bible says. There are no ghosts of people that are haunting us, no lost souls that are still walking around this earth and trying to fix something or or reconcile something that they didn't have, or or even someone that has a message to bring of good tithing or, or happiness, or I'm okay, I'm doing just fine. That stuff doesn't exist. And according to the Bible, um, those we would see spirits, but they are not of humans. They are something much more sinister. There are two-thirds of angels and one-third of demons that, that are here on earth right now with us. So if you are seeing those things, you're seeing something much more sinister. Now, that answer to that question got a lot of attention. I got a lot of of emails that came in after that, messages on social media, and even text from close friends about my answer to that question. It is biblically sound. I'm not going to uh, recant any of that. It, it What I said is biblically sound. So Lori comes back and has more to say from her question and from my answer. And uh, full disclosure, Lori is a, a good fan of mine. I've known her for many years and I love her, and she has been to countless concerts, and she's also been to uh, sermons that I've preached in churches. So um, I want to get that out of the way first. This is not a stranger to me. I love Lori. And she writes back in, and, and first she, she lays out first by saying, gee, I'm shaking, I will admit. I had to listen several times over and over to your answer, I believe my Catholic faith failed me on the thoughts that I've had since I was little. I've always had these kind of questions, and priests of, at my church never explained things well when I asked the questions. Maybe because they thought I was too young to be asking such questions as this. So I stopped asking those questions and believed what I thought the Bible said. Although I've never fully read it, because I do understand how it—I do not understand how it was written. I feel illiterate when trying to read the Bible. So here's a question. Do I need the Bible for dummies, or is there a way to read a verse and have this spoken to me in layman's terms like you do on the verses on your social media? I understand how you put the verses into words. Is there an app or another person on YouTube, et cetera, that can put the Bible into words like you do so I can comprehend it? I am embarrassed, and I'll do my best to keep my thoughts towards God and his Word, so that I don't veer away from him. Thanks for your advice, Lori. Laurie, thanks for the uh, recap, and thank you for taking—anybody um, that emails, I, I I thank you guys. I hope you know that I, I only do this podcast in love, and so sometimes when I give hard love or, or difficult advice, um, it doesn't come from a judgmental place. It doesn't come from a, I'm better than you place, or I know more than you place. It's not that— it comes from a place of love. I, I genuinely want you to hear what the Bible says. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to give you some more tough love, Lori, okay? I love you, girl. I'm going to give you more tough love, okay? So please take this from a place of, of, of me not being judgmental, rather me just desperately wanting you to know this and know the truth. I want you to see this the way it is, okay? So let me start with this. 2022 is the best time ever in history since Jesus walked the earth to read His Word and to understand it. The Dark Ages, and there was many times in in our history when the Bible was literally chained to the pulpit, and it was reserved only for the priest and the people high in, in the church, never for the congregation, never for the normal person like me and you. And that those days are gone. The, the Bible is now unlocked from the pulpit. And it's available for all of us in a way that it's never been available in any time in history. It's widely available. Anyone could get it. Anyone in the well, except for the, the highly persecuted countries, you can't get it there. Okay. So in the in the non-persecuted countries, you can get the Bible as long as you have a phone. Now You're thinking, but I don't understand it. I don't understand how it was written. Well, I could could spend time, I could spend 10 minutes telling you why and how we could trust the words of the Bible and how it was written and how it's not a game of telephone it's not, it's not like one person translated it from the Greek and then another person translated from that person's translation and it just became this game of telephone and things got changed along the way. And then somehow it got to us and it's just so different than what it originally was. That's just, it's not the case. And like I said, I don't, I don't wanna to spend too much time going over the apologetics of defending the Bible and its integrity today. But I can tell you that we do have over 5800 fragments of the bible in its original form in greek and hebrew and we could look at those today and we we continue to find these fragments all the time through over 25,000 digs in asia and the middle east and europe we find these fragments in africa and and we could see them now through a modern technology we could find these and we could we could then look and and put them side by side with what we read today, and it has 99% accuracy. The only 1% that's not accurate is spelling, sometimes grammar, sometimes punctuation, sometimes, but never is there a main truth lost. A major doctrine, a major idea never is lost from what the apostles and the prophets originally told us there's, that's like my 60 second synopsis of of, of why and how it was written and why we could trust it today. The other thing I'll say is, okay, I don't want to offend anybody, but you, you're most likely what I'm hearing you saying is you're most likely reading the King James version. And I would discourage that for you. I'm not going to discourage it for other people. You could love the King James and more power to you. That's great. Lori, don't read the King James. Okay, there, there are other modern translations that speak more like you. I would recommend me, for instance, me, I read the ESV, and the ESV is very similar to the King James, except for it doesn't have the thous and thus and these and lows and the words that we just don't use today. Uh, so it's going to have a a modern English translation of those words, but but the, the sentence structures are virtually the same. Now this is what I do: I read um, when I study. When I study, I read out of an app called Logos. It's called Logos, L O G O S, and it's available on any phone or iPad or computer. Now, Logos allows me to skip around within different modern translations. So if I'm studying, so you're referencing what I put on my social media every day from my daily reading every morning. When I read, I will, this year, this year, I'm reading out of the ESV. Um, I also like the NIV. There's, There's several translations I really like. But when I'm using logos, it's digital, and I could... I could go quickly to a text comparison and I could bring up all the modern translations instantly with one click and I could see a verse and I could see all the other translations and how that verse reads now they're 99% the same they're very very similar sometimes the structure of the sentence is a little bit different one word is is at the beginning of the sentence instead of the end maybe most commonly one or two words are a different choice of the same word. So if you pulled out a thesaurus, you would see a list of, of the same kind of words, and they don't change the meaning at all. It's just a different translation of the same word. And I could see that with my own eyes on logos. Okay, it's, it's a great thing to do. If you want, you could have paper Bibles, and you can have them all laid out on your table, and you could flip to the verse that you're, that you're looking at. But I, I say that to give you to give you more trust in what you're reading. And if you if you're like a King James only type person, you could look and read the ESV and then go, what does the King James say? because I only trust that. Okay, well, look at it. It's right there. There's the verse. It's the same exact thing, except for it doesn't say thou or it doesn't say low. okay. Um, NIV is a little bit a little bit different from that. Anyway, it doesn't change any of the major ideas. I'm starting to ramble here because I just, I really, I want you to understand that in this day, 2022, Lori, you are a very smart person, and you should not be asking me questions like, I feel illiterate reading the Bible. I don't understand how it's written. I need a Bible for dummies. I need it spoken to me in layman terms. These are all your words. Look, look. I'm not, I'm not a smart guy. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not a genius in any way, shape or form. I'm not, I'm not that smart. You should see my grades from college. They're bad. <laughs> I'm not that good of a student. But if you're interested, truly interested in any subject, let's say cooking, cooking spaghetti, you could probably cook a much better spaghetti. You're from the East Coast. You, you're from Jersey. You could probably cook a much better spaghetti sauce than me. Why? Because you take time and it's 2022 and you can go to YouTube or Google and you could find a really good recipe or or look at evidence from what your your grandmother cooked and you could go back to that and you could trace it back and you can go and hunt down the right ingredients and in all the variety of grocery stores that we have. And you can get the good tomatoes and the good the good spices. Okay, so it's 2022. We're we're left with no excuse to really understand you don't need a, a Bible for dummies okay? You don't need someone else to tell you what it's saying. They did back in the dark ages when the Bible was chained to the pulpit. They needed someone else to help them interpret it because they barely could read. Like most people were literally illiterate. You're not. You're very smart. So, so don't rely on me or a pastor or a preacher or a YouTube video to show you what it means do some research. Dive in. Pick a translation you could understand. Go slowly. Read it in context. Don't, don't search for just one verse. You're never going to understand who wrote it and why they wrote it, which brings up a good point to get a study Bible. There's plenty of really good study Bibles, so if you get the NIV or the ESV, you can get a study Bible from that, and on the same page when you're reading it, at the bottom, it'll have a footnote of more explanation on that subject. Okay? Go slow. Take your time. Divide it up over the course of a year and spend every day soaking it in. If you still don't understand, if you don't have the desire to do that, that becomes your new prayer. God, help me understand this word. Help me see your glory on every page in this word. That's my answer to you. Next question, I think think as I... Yeah, I'm judging by the subject this is going to be similar, a similar question. The subject line says 400 years of silence. Hey Granger, my name is Ryan. I'm 26 years old from Ontario, Canada. I've been a huge fan of your music and thankful for your podcast. I've been a Christian for a long time. I read my Bible when I can and I pray every chance I get. I haven't heard from God in a long time. I feel like I'm going through the 400 years of silence. What is your advice on how to hear the voice of God more? Thanks for everything you do. Can't wait to come see you in Ontario, Canada, so I can meet you. Yee yee, Ryan. Ryan, thanks for the email, buddy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna dig at you a little bit here. Um, so the you're so what he's referring to with the 400 years is um, at the end of the Old Testament there was there was 400 years after the last prophet to the birth of Jesus. So for 400 years, the nation of Israel was left in silence from God speaking. Now, here's the thing. That 400 years doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. That that doesn't occur anymore. Jesus says, in the old days, God spoke to you through the prophets. Now he speaks through the Son. The Son. Jesus. So we get our word now from Jesus, and it's continual. There is no break in that. There's no long period of silence when he's not speaking. Those days are gone. The days of the prophets are gone. They're over. Thank God. Okay? So here's the thing. When we pray, our prayer is, is our voice going up to God. The intercessor between us and the Father is Jesus, the Son. That That is an incredible thought if you just try to to unpack that for one second and think that God in all his glory, the creator of the universe, is available in his omnipresence. He's available to hear from you, you little earthling, <laughs> right? I'm talking about me too, Ryan. God, the creator of the universe, is available to hear us. He desires to hear us us he desires for all of everything that's going on the good and the bad to be laid at his feet that is incredible jesus is the intercessor of that there is no more high priest there is no more prophet that only speaks the word of god to the people through his mouth those days those 400 years the silence it's over so we speak through our prayers but he speaks back to us through his word through the bible so when you say, I read my Bible when I can, I'm going to stop right there. Look at that sentence. I've been a Christian for a long time. I read my Bible when I can. So if, if, this was, if this was FaceTime and you're FaceTiming God, what you're saying is, I only open my computer to FaceTime God and hear him when I can. And then you go on a few sentences later and say, why don't I hear from him? Because you're not opening up your computer, you're not you're not answering the FaceTime call, because that's how he speaks to us now through his Word. It's alive, it's living. He is the same God. That's incredible, and and yet we question that all the time. We're like, I don't hear anything. How how much are you reading your Bible? When I just when I can, when I have a little time. I'm really busy, like I got work and I've got hobbies and I've got a girlfriend and I've got kids or wife or whatever. I've got a lot of stuff going on. And every once in a while, when I have a couple minutes, I open my Bible. And that's, that's buddy, that's your silence. That's your 400 years. Because I promise you, if you're in your word every day, you prioritize time every day. He speaks to you through that ever living word. It's amazing. When you open up your Bible, sometimes like every other book, we open up the Bible and we try to understand what the words say to us. That's what we do when we read. But when we read the Bible, we find out something way different. We find out the Bible already understands us. And that is a crazy thought. Instead of you trying to understand what the words are saying, we find out the words already understand us. And it's wild. Pick a reading plan, read every day, go all the way through the Bible. Don't skip a thing. Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. That's John 14, 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him in a way that he doesn't love the whole world. Let that sink in. That's a that's a, a a very clear cause and effect. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. You should ask Ryan, what's your word? Cause I'm sitting here thinking it was four hundred years of silence. What's your word? It's right there in the pages of the book on your shelf, collecting dust. Take a break, be right back. Podcast is brought to you all today by Movement, that's MVMT. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now Movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from your screens, minimalist jewelry, and more style essentials that just don't break the bank, all designed out of their California headquarters. I love this company. I'm wearing one of the watches right now. In fact, I'm also wearing the blue light glasses as I'm looking at this screen right now, and I really love them. I love the field watches, the super simple field watches that remind me of the old Vietnam watches. I love that style. They're also super tough. I wear mine working and they just hold up through the rigorous day to day stuff that I have to do. Also, these blue light glasses, when I have to spend a day in front of my screen or my computer, recording after midnight, recording the podcast, they help keep my eyes from straining and prevent headaches. So I I, I try to keep it with me wherever I go. It's truly a game changer. If you want to elevate your look, with a style that doesn't break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash Again, that's mvmt.com slash Back to the podcast. All right, next question. Subject line says, struggling. Hey, Granger. my name is Ethan. How do you keep so positive? I'm going to be having twins coming next year. I already have a son. I'm super excited, but right now I'm struggling financially while going to school full-time and working while trying to spend time with friends and my wife and son. I just mentally get exhausted with all the people counting on me to finish school and get my certificate. It weighs pretty heavy on me, and I get down on myself all the time. I'm struggling, and I just need some advice. Thanks. God bless. God bless. Lowercase g. Um, thanks, Ethan. Thanks for the email, brother. And besides, besides everything that I said in the in the first portion of this podcast, reading your Bible, um, I feel like I've really I've I've beat that horse pretty good. So I'm going to go with this with you, Ethan. If you're if you're struggling, and it sounds like the the root problem here of, of your struggle is time management. And you're going to school, which is great. You're, you're full-time. You're also working. And then you're trying to spend time with friends and your wife, and you're trying to please everybody. And you're you're struggling with time management in an effort to please everybody, and make everybody happy. Well, first of all, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're just not going to please everyone. You, you only have one version of yourself, and you can't be at all places at once. And so you're not going to be able to make all the friday night uh, invites and birthday parties and cousins weddings i'm sorry you you just you're not going to be able to do it all because this is a season of your life right now where you're building you're you're just in this building phase i think it's great that you're going to school you're going to get that certificate whatever that might be and you're looking to provide a better life for your twins coming and your son and your wife and you're you're probably pretty young and you're, you're in a building phase. This is a season of building right now. And so recognize that. It's okay. You're going to have to learn the power of no. Hey, man, can you come over Friday night? Me and a bunch of the guys are getting over. We're going to get in the garage. We're going to have a few beers. We're going to hang out. It's like, man, I can't, I can't this Friday. Why, bro? Why? Because I've been really strained. I've been going to school all week. I've been going to school. I'm, I've been going to work and I need to spend a little time with my wife and my son. And it's okay to say no. So learn the power of no. And then in your time management, let's start, uh, let's start making a list every morning. I'm talking about getting up before the sun comes up. You got your cup of coffee, you just read your Bible, hopefully, and you're you're gonna make a power list of things I need to get done today. And don't make a long list. I'm talking three, four, five items max. That's your power list. It's like, I need to do these things today. Everything else has to wait in this season of building. Everything comes after these four or five things on my list. I'm going to knock them out. I'm going to focus. I'm going to be wary of being unconscious on social media. Uh, I'm going to have to lay off the Granger Smith podcast episode this week. Just saying, I don't think you should. I think you should put that on your power list. But if, but if it comes down to something that you got to turn in for your, your school or a, a project you're working on at work or, you know, busyness you're going through at work, you're going to have to put sideline a little bit of the social media time. Cause that can make us go unconscious our TV time. And you're, then you're thinking, man, now you're taking out all the fun stuff. Like my life is not going to be fun you're taking out all my relaxation time. Bro, you'll be surprised at how little rest you're actually getting. In the times that you think you're resting and you're watching TV or you're watching social media, you're actually not resting at all. You're just feeding junk. It's like, it's like you're hungry and you're going to McDonald's and you're getting a Big Mac every day. And you're like, why, why do I not feel fulfilled? Why, why am I not getting nutrients that my body needs? I'm eating it's like, dude, you're, that's because you're not eating good food. So you're filling your mind. You're filling your brain. I'm just guessing, okay? I'm guessing, Ethan, that you're you're filling your brain with a lot of hours of stuff that you don't need to be doing. The way to figure that out, really, is spend seven days, seven days of writing exactly what you do every day. So it's like, I woke up at this time. From this time to this time, I... I made breakfast. From this time to this time, I drove uh, to work, and that takes 20 minutes. And then from this time to this time, I was at work until lunch. And at lunch, from this time to this time, I did this. Write it out for seven days. And then on the eighth day, look back at your list. And be honest with yourself. It only works if you're honest with yourself and you look back and you go, dude, I can't believe last week I spent eight and a half hours on TikTok. We would be shocked at what we actually do with our lives, I think. I mean, we, we would be shocked that that 20 minutes it took you to drive to work, you could have listened to an audiobook. You could have knocked out something that you you needed to hear or you needed to, to fill your brain with something. Hey, it could be silence. Maybe you need that 20 minutes to drive to work in silence. Maybe you got too many voices in your ear and you just need quiet. Turn off the radio. Don't li- Don't even listen to music we would be surprised at, at what we're filling our brain with and what we're not n- giving nutrients to our brain with. Okay? So power list. Seven-day list on what you're doing. or Everything. And then the power of no. Learn the power of no. I'm sorry, guys. I can't come to the baseball game on Sunday. I can't come. No. Resist it. Email me back. And if you do this, email me back, Ethan. Let's see what's going on. Next question, subject line with uh, exc- exclamations, four exclamations. It says, in all caps, attention, and then four exclamations. And then it says, I have a question and need advice. And grandeur, I love your podcast, love your music. My name is Marcus. I'm from G- Germantown, Illinois. Not sure where to start, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I've liked this girl for a long time. When I first met her, she had a boyfriend, which was one of my friends. While they were dating, I bit my tongue, didn't say anything, and didn't hint that I liked her. They recently broke up. I told her I was there for her. I showed up and cared. Fast forward three weeks, we started hanging out. Those nights when we were together, it felt I felt the best that I'd felt in a while. She told me she liked me and that she wanted to start hanging out more. So we did. About a week later, she told me that she already. Um, she told me that she wasn't ready and needed time. I told her I understood. I'd still be there. The very next day, she told me she wanted to hang out, so I said yes. She acted like nothing happened. We cuddled and watched movies for a couple hours. After she left, we talked on the phone for a while, and she said she had a good time and needed to do it again. I thought it was great, so I thought. After that point. She wasn't right. She started ghosting me and ignoring me when I tried to talk. I have legitimate feelings for her, and I don't know what to do. Every time I ask her any question, she responds with, I need time. Like I said, I don't know what to do. I want to further our relationship, but I don't know how. She's growing more distant, and I really don't want to lose her. What do you think? Should I keep trying or give up? All right, Marcus. Thanks for the question, brother. Uh, Marcus, you are extremely desperate, and you are finding your worth and your identity through this girl. And its I got a feeling it's not her in general. It is a girl. And it could be the next one after this one. It could be the next one after that one. But you are finding your worth and your identity in a relationship. You have no contentment in your singleness. You're not satisfied with being alone. And you're like, dude, that's not at all what I said. That's not what, Granger, you're, you're reading this wrong, man. That's not who I am. I'm very confident. Maybe you're saying that. But I just want to show you that you, you asked me this question. These are your words. Every time I ask any question, she responds with, I need time. And then you say, I don't know what to do. I want to further the relationship. I don't want to lose her. So there's a lot of eyes in there. She's saying, I need more time, and you say, I don't know what to do. She's giving you a very clear task. It's very clear what she wants: time. And you say, I don't know what that means. I'm pr- pretty sure she's speaking English and being very clear. Marcus, I love you, brother. And and I I appreciate the email and I appreciate you confiding in me and being vulnerable to me, but you're not hearing her. She needs time. You got to give her time. You have to give her what she's asking for. There's no, there's no way to force this. There's no way. There's this idea that I don't, I don't want to lose her. I don't want to, I want to further this relationship. I love her. She means a lot to me. I got to do, I want, I want, I, me, I, I, I need it. And you're not hearing her. She says, I need time. And you're pouring into her. You're, you're you're, like, I don't want to lose this. And so I'm going to do everything I can because she's wrong and I'm right. She doesn't know what's best for her. I, wa- I was there for her in this bad relationship with this other guy. And I watched her and I was there and then she broke up with them. And then I told her, I'm here for you. And then we hung out and I gave her my all. And she doesn't know she's wrong about this. She thinks she thinks that I'm not good enough, and she's wrong. I am, and I'm going to prove it to her, and I'm desperate. I'm just grasping at her. I'm just going to hold on to her. Marcus, it's, it's borderline psycho. It's borderline stalking, and if you were my best friend in the world, and, and maybe you would be, I would tell you the same thing, and I would hope you would tell me this because it's a lot easier for me to say from the outside looking in. Because when we're in it, when we're surrounded, where we're just overcome with our emotions and our feelings and our love and our admiration and, and our wants and our desires, we get just clouded and we can't see what's clearly right in front of our face. And so that's why it's easy for me from the outside to go, dude, she said, I need time. Do you not know what that means? It means stop. She's ghosting you for a reason. Don't reach out. Let it go. Find contentment in who you are without her, single. If it's right and she realizes that, she'll come back. Like how many times have we been deer hunting and we see a big buck and then we he walks away and it gets too dark and we have nowhere to go. We can't hunt the deer anymore. It's too dark. So what do we do the next day? We go back to the same place we saw Wherever we saw that buck, and we sit and we wait. And if we play our cards right, the buck will come back to that spot. But that's it. Okay? Listen to her. Lay off. Next question, subject line says, My boyfriend cheated on me with more than 11 girls. Hey guys, my name is Erica. I'm 14 years old. I've been watching the podcast for a few months, and I wanted to thank you for helping me through a lot of tough times. Thank you for showing me I'm not alone. I've always put aside emailing you because I know you get a lot of emails and you'll probably never read mine. Here I am, but hoping you do. I'm in a long distance relationship with a guy I've been dating for nine months. He's given me much attention. He's told me how much he cares for me for nine months. I met him at school in the 8th grade and this February I started dating him, then he moved to Louisiana 12 hours away. I found out today he's been cheating on me with more than 11 girls. All of these girls seem to have been with him a shorter amount of time than me. The only thing this guy wants is nudes from every girl. I've always said no to them and he respected that. I love this guy so much. And part of me wants to just be with him even though he cheated. I forgave him. And I don't know why, but I still want to be with the guy that cheated on me. He always says he's sorry and he'll change. And I don't I don't know if I've heard that before or excuse me. And I know cuz you you put IK. I know I've heard that before and they never change, but there's something about this guy that I love that ke- that's keeping me from caring that he even cheated at all, I know it. Mount Saint might sound crazy, but I'm like just a kid. But I can't throw away nine months. What do I do, <sighs> Erica? I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna start with you, Erica. This is this message that I'm gonna give right now. An answer to your question is for your dad, and it's for all dads listening to this podcast right now. Dads, are you listening? Do you hear me? Are you hearing Erica? Are you hearing this email? She's 14. She's 14 years old. And she's dating a guy that's cheating with more than 11 girls. And he wants nudes from them. And this girl, Erica, dads, is okay with dating this guy. And she loves him. Why? I'll tell you why because she says it right in the middle of her email, he's giving me attention. And he told me how much he cares for me. Dad, dads, you're hearing this. Give your daughters attention. Pour into them their worth and their identity. If you don't, this is what happens. They're going to seek it from someone else, from some yahoo that's out there that has no clue. His head is not screwed on on his shoulders at all. And this dude's out there getting nudes from 14-year-old girls. i am That's got to be illegal. Somebody check me on this. That's got to be a crime that he could serve time for. Am I right? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Man, dads, pour into your daughters. Listen to them. Get away from work. Get away from hobbies. Go in there, tuck her in at night. Say, what do you need? say, I love you. Tell them they're beautiful. Tell them their identity. Tell them their worth. Tell them how much they matter to you. Give them attention. Take them on dates. I've got a a girl. Her name is London. She's mine. She's going to turn 11 in two days. By the time you you guys hear this podcast, she'll be 11. That's three years younger than Erica. And I guarantee you, I'll, I'll go in there every single night. And when I'm not, I'm calling her, I'm FaceTiming her. I'm like, babe, I told her last night, I said, you know how much I love you? And she said, I think so. I said, let me remind you again from what I told you last night. I said, I said you know that curve down at the end of our county road? She said, yeah. I said, imagine how much I love you is like walking to the curb down at the end of the road. And then I turn around and I walk down to our next door neighbors. And then from there, I walk down to your elementary school. And then from there, I catch a rocket ship and I go to the sun. And then I circle the sun a thousand times. And then I go from there, I go to the end of the galaxy. And then I circle the whole galaxy a thousand times. And then from there, I go to the end of the universe. And then from there, I fly all the way back to your elementary school. And then from there, I walk all the way to the curve at the end of the road. And then I come back home. And she said, that's how much you love me? And I said, yes, that's lap number one. And then I do that lap a million times a day for the rest of my life. That's almost a good explanation of how much I love you. And she just smiles. You want, you want some creep, some eighth grade, ninth grade creep? Creep that wants nudes from girls? You want him to be the first one to tell your daughter how much he loves her and how beautiful she is and gives her attention and buys her nice things and takes her to dinner and gets her flowers? You want him to be the first guy to do it or you, dad? This is a message to dads. And Erica, I'm sorry, I've derailed your question. So I'll go to you now. Erica, dating is a precious thing. Falling in love is is a precious thing. And when you date, there's one purpose for dating. That's to find the man that you will marry. Erica, that's your purpose. That's the whole reason for dating, to find your future husband. There There is no casual dating. There's no fun in dating. There's no sport dating. The only thing you're looking for is a husband. And if you're not ready to get married at 14, then it's not time. And you'll know when it's time to get married. I don't care if it's 18 or 48, but you'll know when it's time. And I promise you, it's not 14. There's nothing, nothing good can come out from dating this creep. This guy's a creep. Erica, leave him, ghost him, delete his number, block him on Facebook, everything. Get away. Don't respond. You're done. Your heart goes, no, I can't. love him. And then your brain goes, no. The reason you emailed me, Erica, is because you kind of wanted me to tell you this, isn't it? That's the reason you emailed me. Otherwise, you wouldn't have because you've heard this podcast before and you heard how I am with these questions. That's the reason you email me, because you want to hear this. Because your brain wants to hear it. Your heart doesn't want to hear it. So you lead with your brain. You go, let me look at the the facts. Oh, yeah, this is bad. (laughs) I'm too young. This dude is doing illegal things, wanting nudes. And do I think that that's a a form of respect? That when I say, no, I'm not going to send him a nude picture of me? Do I think that's respectful? That he goes, that's cool. I'll get it from other people. And do I think that's a good thing? Like, yeah, I respect him because... You know he 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 accepts the fact that I don't send him nudes but he gets it from other girls. No, your brain goes, "No. I don't care what your heart says or your feelings. You Don't follow your feelings, don't follow your heart. Listen to your brain, Erica, ghost this guy. You're done and 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 you're done with dating right now." Man. I, this uh these questions get me a uh, get me going. Get my heart, get my heart pumping. My evil heart. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, I'll, I'll leave it there. If you got a, a question for me, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I, I truly appreciate y'all listening every Monday. And I, I, I just love that we're 157 episodes in and we're not even close to getting started. So love you guys. See you next Monday. Yee-yee.